I'm sure you've heard it before. There are positives and negatives to social media. For example, increased connectivity at a higher potential risk for mental health problems. Since there are vast aspects we can cover regarding social media, I will be splitting this topic into two separate parts. So you can look forward to part two coming out next week. Today's episode highlights how social media has fundamentally shifted our society. If you've seen the movie Sleepless in Seattle, you might be able to guess where I'm going with this. The movie is set in 1993 and follows Jonah as he seeks to find his dad, Sam Baldwin, a new wife after he loses his wife to cancer. Jonah plots to put his dad on the line to a radio show to talk about how much he misses his wife, Maggie. Here we are introduced to Annie Reed, a reporter who lives in New York, and when she hears Sam speak on the radio, she falls in love and writes him a letter asking to meet at the top of the Empire State Building. But after not hearing back from Sam, Annie goes to Seattle to find him. They constantly meet at the airport and at the beach and are mesmerized by each other, but they don't recognize who the other is because Annie had only heard his voice on the radio. Sad that she didn't find Sam, Annie heads back to New York. Later in the film, little Jonah finds Annie's letter and writes back as his father, agreeing to meet her at the Empire State Building on Valentine's Day. He then hops on a flight to New York alone, and when Sam discovers where Jonah is headed, he goes after him, and ends up at the Empire State Building, where he finds Jonah and meets Annie. Annie found Sam, and although this is not the first time they have met, this is the first time she recognizes Sam as the man she fell in love with on the radio. The point is, in today's world, with an astounding 81% of Americans being smartphone users, according to Pew Research, and with 79% of smartphone users in America active on social media platforms, according to a 2019 Statista report, the events of movies like Sleepless in Seattle would lose their logical sense. Imagine if Annie had searched for Sam's Facebook or Instagram profiles instead. Also, assume that Annie and Sam communicated via Messenger, text, or direct messaging. All the occasions where she had unknowingly run into Sam would cease to exist. In comparing the what-ifs of phone technological advancements 30 years ago to today, we can observe how much smartphones and social media have consumed and transformed our society. These advancements allow increased connectivity and communication between family members and friends, the chance to expand our social networks with those who share similar interests, and help us to stay up to date with the current local and global news. 
We can thank Steve Jobs and the growing network of successful media proprietors for that. But on the flip side, increased smartphone ownership and social media usage have inverse effects. They allow for social media monsters to creep up on us. Things like imposter syndrome, which for your information, my personal experience with imposter syndrome is the topic of episode 7, and it might be interesting to check out if you haven't already. Anyway, imposter syndrome, cyberbullying, FOMO, or fear of missing out, isolation, depression, anxiety, and self-absorption cases all correlate to an increasing number of individuals who engage in the use of social media. According to Jacqueline Sperling, PhD, in addition to providing young people with a window through which they can view missed experiences, social media puts a distorted lens on appearances and reality. I like to think of this as an example of a social media monster. Here's another one. Some adolescents start to gauge the value of their own personal experiences based on the number of likes their post got on social media. Picture this. One friend says to the other, Hey, how was your vacation? The friend responds, Great. The photo I posted of it got 17 likes. It seems as if the friend gauges how the vacation went based on the media metrics of a single photo instead of her personal experience itself. So what makes social media so addicting are the cues and rewards associated with it. The cue could be taking nice pictures on a vacation, which leads to posting them and anticipating the satisfaction that comes with receiving likes. The uncertainty of how many likes a post will get keeps the user coming back to post more. The cues and rewards are why social media platforms are so successful, but also why they are so dangerous. The mental association of like count to personal experience is an example of a social media monster that could lead to deteriorating mental health. So how can we learn to disconnect and reduce our media consumption? That's what we'll be talking about in next week's episode. But for today's bit, I'd like to recommend a great book called The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. It talks more about the idea of cues and rewards and is a really interesting read. I highly recommend it. And I believe that knowing more about cues and rewards can have a great impact on us. And it can definitely help with changing our media consumption habits. All right, guys, that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed listening and make sure you tune in to part two of Social Media Monsters coming next week.